Welcome back to the second episode of TLU International Talks. My name is Andres. I am a psychology bachelor student in Tallinn University, and I will be your host today for the next 15 minutes or so. Last time you got to hear a little info from the bachelor students at Tallinn University and their experience applying and also studying abroad. This time we get to look at the master's study programs and the experience of two wonderful current students. As you can see, Katarina is in a different role today, sitting on the other side of the table with Pierangeli. Our guests will talk about communication management, MA program and literature, visual culture and film studies MA program. So hello girls. Hello. Hi. Kat, you are from Estonia, but this is your first experience studying in an Estonian university. Before that, you were studying and living abroad in the UK for eight years. Tell us a little about yourself and where have you been studying before? Well, um, so I was living in the UK and actually managed to attend uh, a few universities there. Um, I was uh, initially studying in Aberdeen in, in Scotland, uh, but um, to be frank, that wasn't quite my thing. So I decided to change and uh, move uh, 1,000 kilometers away to pursue a bachelor's degree at Brighton University in the south coast of England, where I received my business degree. Um, later on, I also uh, received a postgraduate certificate in Southampton. So as you can imagine, I, I, I have my fair share of different experiences with uh, the UK universities. Absolutely. After uh, studying in the UK, what made you come back to Estonia and choose to apply for a master's program here at Tallinn University? Uh, so yeah, I did study for most of the time I was in the UK, but um, not for quite the entire eight years. Um, towards the end of my stay in the UK, I also started a career in recruitment, uh, but that was unfortunately cut short uh, by COVID pandemic. Although initially I only planned to stay in Estonia for a long holiday during the kind of worst outbreak, uh, I ended up staying uh, actually a lot longer. Um, also, as the job market situation was not the best in 2020, um, at least when it came to recruitment, um, I started thinking about a uh, possible new career path and um, thinking kind of what else I could I would like to do. Uh, as I was inclined towards the media and communications field um, and uh, master's degree studies had been at the back of my mind for a while, I landed in uh, BFM studying communication management. All right. Pierre, you are from Colombia and you have been studying also in the UK. Tell us a little about yourself. Okay, so right now I'm an international student and I'm in my second year at WAU as a literature, visual culture and film master's student. But before that and before coming to Estonia, I was studying in the UK. I was doing a bachelor's degree in English and creative writing at Manchester Med University. And I decided to do this because I've always loved reading and everything that has to do with writing ever since I was a child. So that's sort of what inspired me to study this bachelor's degree. And then I moved to Estonia like one year after finishing my degree and I started working as a full-time writer. But while I was working, I also wanted to study um, in the same field. So that's why 
I decided to do a master's degree in something that was related to what I've been doing for the most part of my life. That's very interesting. I would like to hear more from the both of you and what are the courses you are studying in TLU right now. Kat, can you go first, please? So my communication management program um, actually provides knowledge on multiple very useful areas within the field of communication. And uh, also, when it comes to thesis, you can kind of choose the area based on what you are most interested in and what you feel you are the best at as well. Um, so subjects around media studies are included, including media management, transmedia and social media, more particularly about how it affects the society. Uh, but besides that, the course provided theoretical knowledge with subjects around public relations and communications theory, as well as with some more practical information related to strategic aspects of communication. Um, at last, uh, perhaps I should also mention that uh, there is also a heavy focus on intercultural and international communication uh, throughout different subjects of, uh, of the course. Um, I have actually found several subjects very interesting and somehow um, feel quite engaged and motivated in learning more and wanting to kind of dig deeper, perhaps even to continue my studies or research further in the, in the future. Um, so from the start, uh, I have felt the most connected to topics around international communication. So, for example, international PR and also intercultural communication. Um, it's kind of because these were the topics I already had some previous knowledge about and now studying um, in this course, even a stronger interest in me has been created. What I can bring out from here are the topics related to like cultural identity, culture shock, including reverse culture shock and acculturation. Um, probably because of my personal experiences, I have started to further think about these topics, uh, especially when it comes to someone's identity and how being in, uh, in a different cultural environment uh, can affect that. Um, at the same time, it is very interesting for me to see people who have uh, moved uh, to countries outside of the birth country and like how some people adapt to new cultures uh, like easier, even to an extent when they take it, take on a new identity completely. And some are rather more connected to the identity associated to the birth country and less so uh, taking on customs and behaviors of, uh, of the new place where they're living at. What about you, Pierre? What did you find interesting so far about literature, visual culture and film studies? Uh, well, I like everything about it. So, for example, I like that is kind of like three disciplines in one. So you have a literature, visual culture and um, film. So it's a good mix of those two. Um, so, for example, I always enjoy literature, and that's the thing I like to do the most. But also, the second thing I enjoy doing the most is watching movies, watching TV shows. Um, so I was also interested in doing that as well. Um, about literature culture, well, I didn't really know much about visual culture, but... I was also interested in kind of learning about this new topic. And if you think about it, uh, visual culture is everywhere. So it's like uh, paintings, monuments, museums, uh, memorials, and everything that is visual. So I was really 
I'm looking forward to learn about this particular field that I didn't know about. And so while doing this course, I've been able to work with people from the Estonian Academy of Arts because the modules have focused on visual culture like word and image, key concepts in critical theory, um, uh, visual literacy are taught by lecturers from ECA, the Estonian Academy of Arts. So I, I have the chance to go to that school, uh, to meet classmates that were pursuing a degree in the art field, and basically immerse myself in this like highly creative atmosphere that is a little bit different from humanities, but it's also connected and it's also interesting. And to me, it has been very enriching because I knew so little about art, about its history, about philosophers, critics, and theories. And right now, I'm not like uh, an expert. I'm not about to become an art curator, but I've amassed so much knowledge in a span of like one and a half years. So I think that's amazing. Both of you uh, mentioned the difference of people as a thing that makes your studies interesting, which is quite cool. Pure, how would you compare Estonian people to your uh, people back in Colombia? Um, well, my country is really big, so it's bigger than Estonia by a lot. And people are really different in each region of the country. So, for example, I would say that people from the capital city Bogota are really different from people in the coast side, in the north of the country where I live. So if I compare Estonians with people from my region, I will say they are really, really different. Because you see in my city, people are really extroverted, um, re really affectionate, affectionate physically with each, with each other which is great, uh, but sometimes because they are so extroverted, like they kind of forget about personal space and about privacy. And in Estonia, there is nothing like that. Um, it has been really refreshing for me because people are so super polite and they respect uh, your privacy. And I have heard somewhere that, you know, Estonians are like cold and reserved, but that has not been my experience so far. I've met uh, lots of Estonians that are really friendly and they are super sociable. And of course, I've met others that are a little bit more reserved, but that's something I understand and I kind of like empathize with. All right. What about the difference between Estonians and British people, Kat? And why did you decide to be a part of an English program instead of Estonian? Sure. Uh, if we're talking about cultural difference, then then yeah, there are quite a few actually. Um, but at the same time, it was rather easy for me to get used to their way of life in the UK. So I guess some things are actually rather similar too. Uh, I would say that the main difference I can feel is uh, regarding social life. Uh, people are kind of more active uh, on that area, on that side of things. And it's very easy to build new connections. And yes, people talk a lot more. Um, I guess people kind of seem more outgoing and confident in general, whereas here people um, tend to be like more reserved. Uh, to be honest, uh, by now English has become my first language. And because of that, it kind of makes sense for me to choose a study program taught in English rather than Estonian. 
Um, also, as I returned to Estonia just a few months before starting to study at TLU, I guess I was also keener on studying with um, like international students rather than Estonians, as in a lot of ways things were very different for me in here. And I thought in, in some ways I could uh, relate a bit more to international students rather than locals. Uh, maybe another reason why I was actually leaning towards an English language program was uh, that there, um, there were also the respective job opportunities that it could bring along, as um, there would be more kind of like international opportunities. Yeah, that that makes sense. Now I would like to know how did you end up studying in Estonia, Pierre? How did you find Tallinn University? Well, like I mentioned before, I was already living in Estonia before starting my studies. Uh, so when I was here, I started looking for any available options in Tallinn. So like when I was looking on Google, um, this led me to Tallinn University and the Literature, Visual Culture and Film Studies program. And the name itself really caught my attention because, you know, I love reading and anything that has to do with literature. But I was also wanting to watch films, uh, which is my second favorite activity after reading. And so, yeah, I was really interested in this mix of disciplines, some to visual culture. So I was like, why not? Um, it's basically three in one. So that's what kind of made, made me decide to study this program. Uh, also, was the applying process difficult? What did you have to do in order to apply here? Oh, well, I think the process is really, it was really straightforward uh, because, you know, the website tells you everything you need to do to apply. For example, for my master's, I had to uh, submit several documents to the Dream Apply platform. So, for example, my English language certificate, my bachelor's degree, graduation certificate, uh, a writing sample from my previous study program, and also a personal statement saying like uh, what was my research interest and so on. So like a motivational letter. And then I submitted everything and I had to wait a couple of days for the academic affairs office to review my documents. And after waiting, I moved to the second stage of the application process. And this is an interview with a group of processors. And to that point, everything was easy and it was a good experience overall, I would say. But then um, I had to send my documents via postal service. And this particular part of the process was made a little bit difficult because of the COVID-19 situation. Uh, because at the time it was late 2020 and the postal service was a bit slow. Um, also, there were new restrictions in town, in the country. And because of that, there was um, obstacles and also the communication wasn't so good. But I kind of get it because it was the first time the country and the university was dealing with this kind of unparalleled situation. I will say, but luckily at the end of the day, I was able to start my studies without any any further problems. I'm sure many of our listeners would like to know about the process of moving to Estonia. What did you have to do and how did you settle in? 
Did you come alone? Uh, well, I came with my husband, and we both started working for a startup company. And, and because we were Colombians, we were able to stay in the Schengen area, but only for 90 days. And then during this uh, initial period, uh, during the initial months, we applied for a temporary residence permit. So we have to go to the police border guard with our documents to officially request the permit and then begin the whole process of settling in. And this is something like any student from a non-European country has to do. Uh, it's a similar process, but if you are a student, of course, you, the university will send a document to the police border guard saying um, that you are about to study in the university and that you have been accepted there. And after all of this is done, then you will get the temporary residence. Um, and I got it after two months, more or less. And after that, we registered our residence in the police and we started uh, settling in properly. Okay. Kat, let's talk a little about your uh, schedule at school. Do you find it time-consuming or rather easy to get by? Uh, well, so my course, um, it's a, it's a two-year master's program. Um, I have uh, already completed the first year, so actually not uh, much more left here now. Uh, mainly just uh, the most difficult part of uh, writing up my thesis, I guess. Uh, but basically, my course um, has uh, cyclical studies. And the subjects, uh, they run in blocks. Um, I have to say that in terms of the number of courses, the first year was definitely busier, especially at certain times. Like uh, for me, the spring semester was very busy in regards to the amount of credits I had back then. Um, the final year has less courses, but at the same time, of course, the final thesis, which is a little over like quarter of the entire course loads is, is the main focus. I think my course is uh, quite well built for those who also work at the same time. Um, as we generally have a four-hour class, one or two times per week, starting from uh, quarter past uh, four. And then Fridays, we could also have uh, one or two daytime classes. Also, as the studies are cyclical and subjects run in blocks, there are some periods when it's like more quiet and you might even get like a week or two off in the middle or at the end of the semester as well um, you can get some time off in Estonia um, what I would say there's also like another great thing introduced by the government is, uh, is what is called this is paid study leave and um, so this will also allow you to take time off for study purposes in addition to your annual leave without having to kind of worry about losing out uh, on, on too much on, of your pay I think that can sometimes really make things easier as well. Now, in the time of COVID-19, has the international study program been more enjoyable or would you rather be physically present? Ooh, to be honest, I think overall I have uh, benefited quite a bit from the distance learning uh, as I soon landed a full-time recruitment job and having the opportunity to attend classes and also working from the comfort of my own home has allowed me to do so much more than I would have normally been able to. Uh, for example, during spring semester, instead of the normally required 30 credits, I um, 
ended up taking 41 and I decided to pursue like an additional V2 course in Spanish to finally get my certificate. And uh, at the same time, I also managed to work uh, like almost full time as well. Um, so yeah, for sure, some things are very different. So for example, I only have like five course mates uh, as a very high number of international students were not able to enroll uh, due to the restrictions that were in place in, in 2020, uh, like regarding the visas. Uh, I would appreciate uh, having more students in my course. I think that would add like new perspectives and ideas during discussions. But at the same time, we are a rather close knit group. And I guess it has been easier to like organize online seminars for such a small group. Um, also, I think it would have been a great experience if I had the chance to attend classes at the university throughout my degree studies, like meeting new people and perhaps the social side of things would be more exciting. But um, well, at the same time, currently I have been able to also focus on my career and this has been a kind of a very exciting and fulfilling journey as well. Uh, I feel very happy that I've been able to like take on a lot of work and, and perform well in both both professional and, and, and study-wise. Um, previously, I'd say that I always had to choose which one to pursue as, as it wasn't really uh, possible to do both at once. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree on that point. What about your classmates? Are they also international students or are there some local people as well, Pierre? Um, well, because, again, the whole COVID-19 situation, many people couldn't start the studies that year that I started. Uh, so they had to postpone them or maybe some of them kind of cancel. That's why uh, we are only five people in my study program. And there was a guy from Finland, um, a girl from the UK, and two girls from Estonia, uh, myself. Um, but of course, we weren't only five people in the classroom because we also attended seminars and lectures with the second years. Uh, so it was always a group of kind of like 20 people from many different countries around the world and also a couple of local people. And right now it's the same. Uh, so we are a big group of mostly international students, Erasmus students and a couple of Estonians learning together. Let's hope that in the next year, students will have more international groups. But for now, let's talk about your future. What career options does your course provide? Are you planning to work in your selected field, Kat? Uh, right, I guess we'll see about that uh, after I have graduated. Um, there are actually a lot of opportunities in the field of communication, for example, related to marketing, public relations, internal organizational communication and uh, so forth. There are a lot of companies in, in both um, the public and private sector uh, who are in need of uh, communication managers. In fact, um, as I work in recruitment and HR, my current role involves a great deal of communication in, in the form of employer branding and uh, also internal communication. Um, I could already say that the fact that I am studying communication management at master's level combined with my uh, my previous work experience has kind of given me new opportunities and uh, 
perhaps even received more job offers. Um, I do think that in my future career, I would like to focus even more on communication. Um, I'm especially interested in the fields of uh, actually uh, public relations, um, also crisis communication and uh, political communication. But uh, let's see what the future holds. I see. Uh, Do any of you plan to study more? Maybe apply to a certain uh, PhD program? If so, where do you think you'll be studying? Is it here in Estonia or somewhere else? Mm, Well, when I was doing my bachelor's degree, I definitely wanted to do a master's degree and then a PhD program. Uh, But right now, I'm not so sure. Like, on one hand, I'm very passionate about my research speciality, which is cultural memory studies. And I think there's so many excellent case studies out there to um, discuss um, many contributions I would like to make to the field. But on the other hand, I would also like to take a break from my studies and focus on my current non-academic careers. But yeah, who knows? Um, I'll keep my options open, that's for sure. Um, So yeah, if I talk about myself, um, I have uh, considered continuing my education and pursuing further degree studies, maybe even a PhD in the future. Um, I think in in fact studying towards my current degree in communication has uh, actually increased my interest in it and made me think of of that possibility. but also, as I do have a variety of interests, I'm also considering to study a new discipline uh, altogether and perhaps like linking it to my current studies. Uh, but uh, definitely for now, all I want to do is, uh, is to finish my, my current degree. And uh, even if I do decide to continue with studies later on, I think I would need a, a bit of a break at first. And uh, how would you describe your time here in Estonia? Are you happy with your choice? Uh, would you recommend Estonia and TLU for prospective students looking to apply to a master's study program abroad? Uh, I'm actually I'm very happy that I decided to uh, pursue communication management studies here at TLU. I have felt uh, quite engaged actually throughout the studies, and uh, yeah, I think as I mentioned as well, like it it, it also created further interest in me to explore um, further. Um, I think this has not only been due to the subjects, but also the the professors uh, who are themselves very knowledgeable and uh, engaged in the field. Uh, And um, what I can also say is that um, actually from the four universities I have uh, studied at so far, uh, I've had the best experience studying at uh, TLU. And uh, as I previously mentioned, uh, Estonia is rather student friendly when it comes to the working environment too. Uh, due to the additional study leave you can take. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend TLU. Um, I just have to say that I love Estonia. I fell in love with the country and I would recommend it to anyone who would like to visit for their holidays or for a longer period of time. There is just so much to see, beautiful nature everywhere, rich history and wonderful cultural traditions, basically. And you don't get bored here because there is always a new place to discover. So in that regard, I'm happy that I made the choice of coming here. Um, Yes, I'm also satisfied with Tallinn University because you have the opportunity to learn a lot and meet so many new people. 
I also think that the study fees are reasonable in comparison to my previous university, uh, which I love, but I've always thought that the fees international students have to pay in UK are really excessive. So in that aspect, I think the LU is more flexible and offers so many scholarships to help you out. It's uh, awesome that you like not only the university where you're studying, but also the uh, country. Do you have any final words you'd like to say to people looking to study for a master's program abroad? Well, I will recommend just to do a tour of research because sometimes you are so excited to study abroad that you just jump straight into the first option you see. But I think it's important to take time to analyze all the factors that make for a good educational experience abroad. And that's the country you are going to be living in, uh, the university's academic reputation, the application process, the accommodation, how the university is willing to help you with all of that, the fees, of course, and any academic progression. Uh, I also recommend looking for expats communities uh, because there is always someone who can answer any questions you have, questions that not even the university's website can answer. So wherever you go, there is a network of expats that are willing to help you and support you. Uh, from my side, I would also like to say that uh, when choosing a master's study program, um, I would recommend take it, taking a bit of time to think what uh, really interests you. So maybe you have some even like some secret interests that you have not acted upon before. Um, it, I think it's generally fine if you have not studied the discipline before, but uh, it would be beneficial to have some kind of touch points, like some connections between your previous studies, experience and knowledge and the, the new studies you are planning to pursue. Uh, in my personal experience, this is really something that can take you further and, and benefit you a great deal in, I think, in your career after you've graduated, but uh, also uh, to keep you motivated during your studies. Well, thank you, Kat. Thank you, Pierre, for talking about your experience as prospective students in TLU. And I hope the listeners found it useful for making their decisions. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to know more about what is required to apply into TLU, you can look at the study courses for masters on tlu.ee or reach out to our supportive units such as uh, student ambassadors. Thank you all for listening and we wish you luck on your journey as a prospective student. <laughs>